What's up, guys? Welcome to the Sound Century Podcast. I'm Samuel Sarfo. I'm Adam Dash. Thank you guys for tuning in. It's been a while. Um, it feels good to be back. I haven't seen this guy's face in a hot minute. Adam, my guy, hope you're doing well. You already know what the drill is. What is your playlist title and leading single? My playlist title is Concerts on Concerts. Because mm. from an outside view, I've been to a lot of concerts recently. My friends, last night I walk out the door, they're like, where are you going? I'm like, I'm about to see Red Veil. Like, yep. Did you just see someone on Sunday? Um, because of the club I'm in, I got to work a concert. The band Coin and Peachtree Rascals, they were amazing. Coin blew me away. I did not know their music. One of the better shows I've been to. Um, Red, Red Veil, Femda, my guy from Chicago. That guy, people don't know how crazy breath control is and like being able to rap every lyric while jumping around. I know how hard that is. That shit was crazy. Shout out Femdot. Red Veil had an EP drop last night. It was his birthday too, I think amazing performance so we'll go the song to highlight that playlist we'll do pg baby by red veil yeah shout out to those two and like you said it's important because a lot of these artists um not even to sound like a hater right in the beginning while i'm back but performing is performing is important and you know sometimes people just play um just the track and this happens a lot in rap people just play the track and they kind of just let the track play they kind of sing along to it i know you said it a million times already i'm not here i didn't Mm -hmm. pay money to listen to the music i got airpods at home you know yeah it's true and i I started making a list of things i've noticed artists do that i think works for a crowd if you're an opening artist if you have like four free t-shirts and you say like who wants a t-shirt everyone goes crazy Mm -hmm. people love free stuff I think interacting with the crowd as much as possible, whether it's doing like, let me hear everyone say, ayo, and the whole crowd goes like, ayo, like kind of the Bohemian Rhapsody type thing. Yeah. That gets the people going. Um, you need a good DJ if you're a rapper and you're like, that's all you have with you. You need someone who's kind of filling in those last words and getting the crowd mm-hmm. hype. Yeah, there's a lot of, you got to kind of embarrass yourself too. You can't be afraid of like just going crazy, even if you're performing for like, <clears throat> like 50 people. Mm-hmm. You just got to like, just go out there and kill it. You got to shout but, to those two. Yeah, grinding artists. But yo, Femdot blew me away. Shout out to him. Yes, but sir. you, you've been working hard for your <laughs> profession. Tell me how you're doing because I know you're stressed. I'm doing okay. I'm stressed a little bit, but even so, my playlist title is going to be What's the Use? Shout out to Mac Miller. He's the boy. Yes, sir. And the song is going to be So Much Trouble by Bob Marley off his survival album. You need to get hip to some Bob Marley. I'm going to get Adam hip to some Bob Marley. I love Show him Bob that Marley, real yeah. music. Show him that real music. Now, people say this is what I hate. People are like, I love Bob Marley. And they're like, name me a song. Uh, Three Little Birds. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not saying I'm, I'm not the biggest Bob. I'm not a stan of Bob Marley, but who doesn't like Bob Marley? It's Everyone amazing. loves Bob Marley. But that's just because um, I found this uh, stat. I don't even know if this stat is real. Matter of fact, this data could be 100% false, but I just thought it was funny. <laughs> hey, say it. Hey, but it said a new study reveals that over 38 million songs on streaming platforms such as Apple Music and Spotify received zero plays in 2022. So it's hard out here, you know. We're yeah. all grinding. Um, just a little bit of motivation to the people. Keep working. Keep grinding. Don't give up on those dreams. But that's tough. And also yeah, shows a little saturation. That I mean, I would hope a lot of those are just bots or like just like fake songs. <laughs> I mean, you should be able to get someone to listen to one of your songs. Maybe your mom, <laughs> mom or dad. Let's get just two plays right there. They're not supporting that whack whack career. Yeah, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But to get into things, Sam knows how much. I've sent Sam Mm -hmm. paragraph on paragraph at this situation. Mm -hmm. Look at the camera. Frank Ocean, you're a dick. (laughs) You're a dick. Um, 
So we'll start with a couple of different points. First, he has enough money where he never has to make music again. It's fine. If he doesn't make any music ever again, that is his own right to not release music. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't, we don't like, he doesn't owe it to us. That being said, let's start with the fans who weren't at Coachella. Mm-hmm. You let Coachella advertise that this concert would be live streamed for months. For months. People were tweeting all day, we're getting the first Frank Ocean concert in six years. <laughs> and then YouTube even tweets that day of the concert, Frank Ocean will be streamed tonight. And he pulls out for what reason? Because he's a mysterious artist and like no one can see his stream. So that really annoyed me as a fan yeah. from home who – me and all my roommates, we stayed up. We were ready to watch that mm-hmm. concert. That pissed me off. Hey, now let's talk about off, the go off. Yeah. Now let's talk about the fans who are there because mm-hmm. this was a big fuck you to mm-hmm. people who paid probably thousands of dollars to go to Coachella. Most people have to fly there. It's the California mm-hmm. pay for living. You got to buy like a sixty dollar burrito while you're there. Oh yeah, I saw that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you saw that. Yeah. So people paid their hard earned money. And purely, it's because Frank Ocean was coming. People bought pre-sale tickets when he was the only announced headliner. And you come out an hour late, end your performance early because the curfew limits. Also perform an EDM concert in the middle, letting your friend DJ. And then you sing, you don't even sing Nikes or you don't even sing Nights. You just let the audio play in the background. Like, fuck you. (laughs) And I think people, and let me say this. Mm-hmm. Frank Ocean and Anderson Pack are like my favorite singers ever. I'm still yeah. gonna listen to Frank Ocean. But people like are investing in you. They love you and they paid their hard-earned money to see you. And I think it's just a major fuck you to your fans that really wanted to come and support you. And people who defend him are like people who like defend million or defend billionaires. It's like, yo, he, Frank Ocean made four million dollars for that set. Say his name. Four mi- JV. He made <laughs> he made $4 million for that set. And you guys are like, they should be happy that at least he came. Is that is that how low the bar is? That yeah. like the headlining act who got paid $4 million, at least mm-hmm. he showed up. Stop complaining. Have you seen what Beyonce did at Coachella mm-hmm. on Netflix? Go look that video up. That's like the greatest <laughs> concert ever. People bring their A games to Coachella. And this guy, and I'm sure people who are watching this have seen the um, picture on Twitter that he had the whole, he had an ice skating rink with a yeah. bunch of ice skaters who came. He had them melt the whole thing an hour before the concert, told the people who are professional ice skaters that you are now just background dancers. So I think he's just like a rude guy. I don't know him personally. This is all just yeah. assumptions based off information we have collected. Mm-hmm. But I think we've set the bar so low for what we – like how much do artists owe to us? Maybe he doesn't owe us new music all the time. But, dude, if you're getting paid $4 million, put on a show. Come on. Yeah. And that's, I think, a great question to ask. Um, what do artists owe us, the fans? And honestly, I was in the bunker for this, y'all. I saw some, yeah. <laughs> some rumblings on Twitter. Adam updated me, and I read through it. To my understanding, basically everything was set, but last minute, he was upset about some things. He wanted to make some changes, like literally last minute, which is not cool because obviously you have the ice skating rink. You have all these things set up. People have already trained their whole entire year. They spent their year to do this, yeah. and they couldn't have. And then he was threatening to pull out, correct? Is that what is that what happened? He threatened to pull yeah, out. Yeah, apparently threatened. Yeah. Um, it's it's tough because again, as a professional and somebody with that platform, I guess you have to take that step and you have to sacrifice and you have to do that for your fans because again, these are people with normal jobs, nine to five, and they spent your hard earned money to see you. Yet again, 
I know that I don't see Frank Ocean as some guy just because he is yeah. an artist. I feel like at least in American culture, we literally die for celebrities. We pray for celebrities. Like yeah. it's there, they're like these icons. But Frank Ocean, he's a human being. You know, his uh, little brother passed away not too long ago. And again, I, these aren't excuses to have an awful performance. I mean, I don't want to call it awful. I didn't see it, but I just again, this is what Twitter was saying. Yeah. They said it was not no, good. It seemed, um, it seemed awful. Yeah, and it's just it's a little bit disappointing. But then I understand that Frank is a human, and truthfully, like in an artist perspective, I don't think artists should owe anyone shit because those so-called fans really aren't fans in my eyes. Like these people, mm-hmm. I just there's some people who are maybe fans. They really do support you, but the rest of them, they just they just like your music. But when shit hits the fan, are you still a fan? And the answer is no. Yeah. You know these these fans will throw you away. Look what they did to Chance. Chance was the number one most yeah. loved rapper out here. Look what they did to him. You call those fans, please. Facts. So I don't know. I- I think when it comes to like releasing the literal music, <clears throat> mm-hmm. you don't owe fans anything. It's this whole like mysterious artist thing that some of these mm-hmm. artists love that aspect. Um, and that's something that's definitely lost in our generation because mm-hmm. we've so much detail about every mm-hmm. artist's life that people like Frank Ocean, Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole that stay hidden mm-hmm. seems so intriguing to us. But I guess we're kind of seeing more of who Frank Ocean is. And it seems like when it comes to concerts, I think you do owe your fans everything yeah. you have because they paid money to see you and they're basically it's like a business we are investing our money to see you perform and we are supporting you and lauren hill's known for doing this coming out late to concerts people have places to be people have babysitters who are taking care of their kids while they're at this concert mm-hmm. or paid for hotels people flew from different countries in europe and asia and came to the show and you're basically saying fuck you and yeah. people tried to defend him saying that Coachella used to be a big spot for him and his brother to go to, and it was really sentimental for him. So then don't do the show if it's too emotional for you. I don't know what to say to that. I can never imagine that happening to my brothers. I never want to think about it. But that's not an excuse for you three years later to not give it your all when you're getting paid $4 million. Yeah, that's so I didn't much money. Know. I didn't know they paid people. I, was kind of, I thought it was kind of like the Super Bowl. Like you're getting the clout, so they nah. don't pay you. Um, so that is a big chunk of money. I don't want this to be so much on Frank's character because what has Frank done? Frank isn't Kanye. This is like Frank's first stunt, to my understanding and to my yeah. knowledge, right? This is his first stunt. So he hasn't done anything bad. I don't think he's a bad person. And this is different because this is Coachella. It's a one-time event. It's a one-time performance, right? So you had all no, the time two, to plan it's multiple, for it. It's multiple weeks. But for one for an artist yeah, yeah, performer, he's the, yeah, yeah. it's just but one then, night, right? One night. Yeah, but I think he performs week two. Okay, also. week two. Okay. So it's so just a limited be amount, right? And he's not doing any other tours. So for him, that's where it's like you should have and you should have pulled out or whatever beforehand. But in general for concerts, I mean, pl- plenty of artists pull out. You know what I mean? Because of mental health. Like, you, if yeah. you know the, the amount of strain these artists are going through, going to tour to tour, once they shut down the concert, they're on the team, they're on the bus, they get a little bit of sleep, they're writing lyrics on the bus, trying to make new songs. Yeah. That's their whole life. It's stressful. And people have to pull out because of mental health. You hear it all the time. It's, it's, it's awful. Um, but I will say Frank's situation is different. This isn't a world tour, a, a country tour. It was just a Coachella, one so time, two times. First show event. in six years. Exactly. So um, it is disappointing. Um, but like I told, told Adam, all this ranting at the end of the day doesn't mean anything because he's going to turn still, back around and bumping. bump some Frank Ocean at the end of the I day. I was definitely listening to Blonde today. Yeah, there you go. So I feel like at the end of the day, that just shows how people actually feel about it. Yes, they're upset about it, but you're still going to listen to the music, you know? True. I just think it makes you – it definitely made me less – I saw a Frank Ocean t- Stan Twitter account 
tweeting about how disappointed they were. I have never seen a Stan account on Twitter start turning on the artist that their whole fan page is made around. So that was hey, wild. But next thing, they'll forget. <laughs> It'll be, hey, Frank, yeah. for the new album, this and that. But you think he's going to drop still after this incident? I don't care. <laughs> like, I don't know. If he drops, dude, do it. But stop stringing us along yeah. with these like little hints that's coming soon. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been six years. My mindset about it is if you want to look back on your career and say there's only two of my albums on streaming services so be it if i was an artist i would knowing how good he is i would want to have more material out there i guess you how hungry you are i need this album I, I want this album it's kind of like that most deaf that most f interview you ain't you ain't chopping it up with me you know what i'm saying like yeah, yeah. y'all ain't y'all ain't building the store y'all ain't building the foundations to make to make this art come to life. And for yeah, Frank, at least why... the whole mysterious vibe, I don't I don't mind. He can do that. My only problem was the concert situation. But apart from that, he can take yeah. whatever long he wants to take because it's his music, you yeah. know? The concert's my only rant. If you want it so music, bad, make it yourself. He wants to come. Yeah. <laughs> What's the guy's name? Oh. Judah Genesis or whatever who made the Playboy yeah. Cardi? <laughs> yeah. Wait, so that actually goes into our next conversation saying uh-huh. do it yourself. Mm-hmm. I saw so record a song, put some AI on my voice. <laughs> I'll make a I'll make a Fast. Frank Ocean song right now. So let's get into it. Um this guy, his name is like Ghostwriter seven nine seven or like some three number. Great name. And he made a song that perfectly sounds like a Drake verse with cringy Drake lyrics. He got mm-hmm. it. He had the uh, little twenty one line, and then he's got the Frank Ocean chorus that sounds like pretty much like the weekend. And it's crazy. Um, what is your opinion on this? Because I think the labels are going to do whatever they can to shut this shit down. I've already seen labels. I've already been shutting it down. Uh, I literally yeah, I popped on YouTube. Real, I literally, when I was logging in to literally start the pod on the YouTube, the first thing was Universal Music Group has uh, whatever, a suspended or banned, put yeah. into law, put into place for an Eminem uh, AI. Honestly, in my opinion, this thing is nasty, man. This is nasty. And this stinks. This stinks. This is, what did Joe Butter say? Two pound ass. Because yeah. listen, this is, this is how I see it. People are hungry to blow, hungry to get some likes, some followers. You build an account and then you milk off these artists by manipulating their voice into however you see fit. That's nasty, man. I get you're hungry for the likes, but in my opinion, it's just whack. You will never catch me doing that. And maybe I might do it in my crib for fun to see what it sounds like, but to put it out there and try to get monetary um, incentives from it, it's whack, man. No offense. Like, Why don't you make your own music? I don't know. People, People are maybe doing it for fun. But I'm just not about it. I think it's yeah. nasty. Yeah, maybe this guy was doing it to prove a point. I'm not sure what his goal was, but it definitely takes the creativity creativity all out of music. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're you definitely they're going to do something about people trying to make money off of it because you can't be making money using Jay Z's voice and writing like Jay Z. Mm-hmm. And that could be like the biggest new thing in music. That's a huge like monumental. I'm not sure if that's that's the type of thing that goes like the Supreme Court, but yeah. some high court probably has to decide. Yeah, you can't be using people's voices. Mm-hmm. It's scary though. It's also it funny because is... now you can get whatever song you ever imagine. Then I know Adam has been fiending for this Drake yeah. and J. Cole song. He can pull up on that software.com. I can make it one. And make it himself. <laughs> make one myself. Which is hilarious. Um yeah, but pe- it's kind of weird, been, bro. People have been throwing Kanye's voice mm-hmm. on like all these different like already made songs. Mm-hmm. And my brother said this when he came on the pod. Everyone sounds amazing. Yeah. Like Kanye's voice just sounds great on everyone's mm-hmm. song. I saw one of Drake singing um is it bubbly, like and it comes to my nose and it <laughs> and it sounded good and it's hilarious. But 
Like it's fun to see on my Twitter timeline, but I think Hit Boy posted a video of either Drake or Kanye rapping mm-hmm. to his lyrics on his new album that just uh, came out. Yeah. And people are like, Hit Boy, what are you are you sponsoring this? Like you of all people yeah. should probably be hating on this right now. Mm-hmm. We can't be losing all this creativity in our industry. And it's just strange too, like how do these programs and websites even have the ability to engineer this vocal chain that's exactly like somebody? How can you just snatch it's, someone's voice? It's crazy. It is so weird. Mm-hmm. I think this could be me like trying to think too closely about it. Mm-hmm. But I did hear in the Drake stuff that it's a little too American and like he loses his Canadian accent. Mm-hmm. So it's not exactly like Drake, but it's learning. Close. I guess it's I guess it's like getting all of his music and it's taking how he says each like syllable mm-hmm. and how he says certain sounds and it, I don't even know. Let me tell <laughs> I can't you even... this. If people aren't careful with those contracts, they sound with labels, um, it could be a problem. I know, for example, like for example, Star Wars, the voice of Darth Vader, the main guy, he sold his uh his voice rights away. So Star Wars, even when he dies, they can use his voice for whatever voice, they want. Yeah. They can make how many Star Wars films with Darth Vader's voice they want. And Scary. the thing is, if artists don't be careful with these contracts and they sign it, the label could have the rights to your voice. And if they wanted to promote that with an AI, they could send it to an AI and that's that. Dude, that'd be, that'd be like evil behavior. Because we've already talked about this and plenty of people have talked about how labels sometimes prey on the violence that's in hip hop. Mm-hmm. So it's, people start signing artists yeah. and kind of rooting for their death so they can just milk it and make songs. That would mm-hmm. be a very scary reality of the future. I'm going to say the next, the next 100 years is going to be really interesting with the technology we're having, even what's going on like geopolitically and stuff like that. It's, it's, getting, it's getting tense, man. This technology is something else. TikTok, right? TikTok might be banned. Yeah. Um, I think it will. Um, you don't have to go into that, but I think it, I yeah. think it will. The way the pressure is coming, low-key Cold War. Um, it's going to be interesting. A lot of people are making bread through TikTok. AI is coming up on the rise, and even AI can now write music, song, song lyrics. It can literally make yeah. scores, com- compositions. It's it's crazy what what we're heading to. I also saw that Ice Spice and a bunch of artists are doing this, mm-hmm. but she dropped her Princess Diana remix with Nicki Minaj. Yep. Okay. Then under it, there's the slowed version. There's mm-hmm. the high pitched version. There's the mm-hmm. instrumental version, which is smart because people are just doing it naturally on TikTok. So she's saying if they're going to do it anyway, I might as well release it in that version so I get wow. all the money I can. So on one hand, good for her, get mm-hmm. your bread. On the other hand, it's crazy that every song now has to be released with a high pitch version and a low pitch version, just in case yeah. someone wants to make a TikTok out of it. It's crazy, man. We're going to an interesting time, but I know you have a lot of rants going in. One with Frank, and I know you sent me something on Twitter. This guy was not happy, not happy. There was some J. Cole trash talk and some Pusha T trash talk. Some Pusha T. It got so, you mad. So my question is, and I'll answer my own question first, mm-hmm. is how do we judge hip-hop music? And you can say any music, but let's just mm-hmm. stay with hip-hop for a second. How do we judge it now? Because some of these old heads on these podcasts, and respectfully old heads, just people who are older than me. Mm-hmm. I'm 20, 21. People <laughs> who are old heads are like, yo, that push a T, that J. Cole is not being playing at the club. Is that how we judge music? Because that is not how I think any kid who's 25 and under judges hip-hop music. Because the music at the club sucks. <laughs> it is just remixes of old rap songs that are like, she hit the flow, she hit the flow. Okay, next thing you know. you go. We're talking about bull yeah. my guy. <laughs> yeah. <I'm stop. laughs> or you got like, home to Allah, check in with me, yeah. and do your job. Great song by ASAP Ferg. Shout out to yeah. him. But mm-hmm. 
yeah, this is not how we judge music. And that yeah. guy, let's address the specific Pusha T take he made. Yeah. Jim um, Jones. Was it B Dot? Oh, Jim Jones. Okay. It wasn't yeah. B Dot. Mm-hmm. Jim Jones. I mean, dude, I've seen a bunch of clips from that podcast. I think mm-hmm. they're just clowning. Yeah. And like, make, <laughs> he's kind of like being like Skip Bayless in yeah. hip hop. He wanted to discredit him for being a part of a group, which first off makes no sense. Yeah. Then like Andre 3000 can't be in your top 10. Yeah. So let's just put that aside. It's pretty known that Daytona is a classic. I think it's pretty like relatively known in the hip hop community. Maybe if you're not a huge hip hop fan, you don't know the album. Yeah. But I think people recognize it as one of the best old school versions of hip hop to come out today. Hundred percent. He got nominated for a Grammy for that. One mm-hmm. of the one of the first like cocaine rap albums yep. to be straight up nominated for a rap album. Mm-hmm. And then he does it again with It's Almost Dry. Yeah. So that alone, those two albums, mm-hmm. and um what's the other one that's white? Uh, my name mm-hmm. is my name. Also uh, yep. a great album. Yep. You got nostalgia. You got numbers on the board. He's a top 50 rapper. Like, what What are we doing? Now let's bring in his fucking classics from his hip-hop group. Mm-hmm. How do we just... You can't just discredit that. That's okay. unfit. Because I right? want to give some context for Jim Jones. So this, is, this was his argument. One was the fact that he had his most success, which is actually debatable now because of his recent two albums, with um, the clips, him and his brother. Two, everything he's done has been under good music which was with Kanye, and three was the fact that Pusha T doesn't have a um, sort of moment, classic, that song, that album. And, and I think it does. Daytona. I think Daytona is was probably it. That was rocking 2018. Yeah. But if we're talking songs too, mm-hmm. I mean, Grindin' is one of the most famous beats mm-hmm. and rap performance ever. Uh, uh, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's his brother. Yep. There are feature. I mean, unless you don't want to count feature songs, mm-hmm. he has, um, what's the Chief Keef song? Oh, Don't uh, Like Cool he's a summer. don't like remix. He's on. Um, I'm so bad. What are you, so trying, to, what are you so, trying to prove right that, now? How many he's that on he total? has that he has like hit songs that most people know. I'm gonna say don't like grinding. Um, um, well, what's what's um, um, runaway. Runaway. And um, I think there's a bunch. Click. He's on click. Ones. Click. Oh my. Is he on click? No, he's not on click. No, he's on the other one. Um, mercy. Um, Lambert, he's on mercy. Mercy. Yeah. Dude, the reason I know that, that so well, dude, that was. Listen, Kanye's still on the L list, but that moment in 2010, 2011, Kanye Crazy. was... I remember us in the neighborhood bumping Cruel Summer, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy 24-7. Yeah. That was an incredible and, time. And then we also have... Oh, I just lost it. Oh, Story... So he has the best diss mm-hmm. song of the last 10 okay, years. Yeah. Story of Adon. Story of Adidon. Adidon. So he's, right, won, yeah. he's publicly won a crazy, huge rap battle. Mm-hmm. And I think he's top 20. But let's... This guy says he's mm-hmm. not top 50. It's crazy. And some of the names he named were disrespectful. I forget who he named. <laughs> Do you remember? All, one of the guys just said, man, I think Jim Jones is higher than Pusha T. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. Here. I forget what he said. But Pusha T is 100% um, top 50. Top 50. <laughs> and, and minus his uh, discography, what he's done for Kanye. People don't understand that people like Pusha, Psy High the Prince, these guys yeah. are the ones behind who's writing these songs for these artists. Pusha T almost writes, I'll say almost 50% of what Kanye has put out there and since like 2010 plus. Um, same thing with Sahai. Sahai wrote Sicko Mode. Y'all don't even know. Sahai yeah. Sah- Sah- also wrote, um, what's the last song? Coffee Beam on, on uh, Astro yeah, Mode. Yeah. You know Shout what I mean? Sahai. He's a crazy writer. But so I, guess I will to- say, let me, let, me back, let me back Jim Jones real quick. Like old heads, like when hip hop first started, where was hip hop being played? It was played the at club, parties. Which, it was played at the club, yeah. right? 
So that's how they use their metric, but it's whack because you have so many, um, what's it called, like backpack rappers, true MCs that aren't making club music. So it is old head type of metric. Yeah. But I think it is just, a type of metric that could be considered. Like, do you have a hit that everyone's bumping? You know, I think every yes. top rapper has to have that hit. I, I just don't think necessarily hits are played in the mm-hmm. club anymore. Yeah. Like, you go to the club and they're playing like Family Ties, which where, is a great it song. It depends where you got to go, what, which clubs you go to, right? You got to go yeah, to ACL and that, that, then, you'll see, then you'll see what's up. But like, are we really denying that J. Cole? J. Cole's been a top three rapper for over a decade. He is automatically top 50. And he has, he has, he has no role models. He has no role models in that scene. Yeah, but they don't, play, they don't really play that at parties. I'll say Power Trip. I think that's the club one. In the Morning with Drake, that was another one. But he has they don't some, play. He has, the, they don't play in the morning at the club. It's a slow not song. Now, but back then, you know, in the morning. Maybe in 2008, you know. My point basically mm-hmm. was that we had to find a new metric to judge music because yeah. judging a rapper's top 50 entry based on the fact that it's played at a club when they don't even make the music to be like back then, maybe they made mm-hmm. music because they're like, this one's going to get pumping at the club, yeah. especially this 2000 beat selection, which mm-hmm. I don't even like. <laughs> That's just not my style of hip hop. <laughs> but J. Cole and Kendrick are not making these songs with the attention to them being at the club. If they happen to make it there, sure. You think maybe certain songs by Kendrick? I, I, but I think, don't think. I think I think it's a fair factor. As 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 um ridiculous as it may sound, it can still be a factor at the club. If it depends on which club you're at, you know what I it mean. Can be if eight. you're going to OSU, Bowen goes here, here, Short North. We're talking about like you going to the club, club. Like you want ATL and you going to the club. They got certain songs it that can are be. playing, and if your song can make it there, that is a plus on your name. It can be a factor in it. Yeah. It just can't. I don't think it can be the factor. Hundred percent. If we want to say, I mean. Someone can completely say Future is better than J. Cole, blah, 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 classics. Blasphemy. I'm just saying, yeah, if we're saying that because Future, because Future gets popping in the club because he makes great club music, he's a better yeah. artist than J. Cole. Mm-hmm. Personally, I'm going to heavily disagree with that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's kind of like just an old head-ass take. <laughs> hey, shout out to Jim Jones. Whatever they're doing, it's yeah. bad, buddy. They're attracting <laughs> J. Cole, too. They said he wasn't top 50 either. I think he Loki has to. Be and especially Bro, this love, new album that's coming. I'm excited. J. Cole got me excited. Lo- People love hating on J. Cole. It's crazy. Joe Budden mm-hmm. loves hating on J. Cole. I think now it's undeniable after um, everything after KOD because I think KOD was his first ever like uh, people were questioning him. And this yeah. was right at the time before your eyes was starting to be realized as a good album. Um, again, it's hard to come right after with a great album like 2014 Four Still Dry. Yeah. Um, but with Off but, Season yeah. and the Dream, always done of Dreamville, man. You you can't deny it. You can't deny. Bro, it. if you're if you're top three for over ten years at a time, mm-hmm. that's just a different level of longevity yep. that puts them above other other people. I mean, I think we just like to love the past, mm-hmm. and it's like emotional to us because it's nostalgic. Yep. Like, stop with this J. Cole slander, people. Stop <laughs> with it. Uh, and to get into someone else who is just such an amazing artist who is so evolved. Um, I'm not sure if you watched the documentary yet, mm-hmm. but Rap Caviar put out a series on a bunch of different artists. And I specifically love the Tyler, the creator one. And it was so interesting hearing him talk about his own evolution and how a talk with Pharrell made him think, oh, I got to take this shit seriously. And he was starting to become too known for his jokes. People would see him on the street and they were like, that's the guy from Ridiculousness. And he's like, oh, they don't even know me as my music. And for a year, he said he stopped doing funny shit because he's like, I have to be known for my music and that stuff can come after. And I thought it was really cool to seeing Tyler had that mature conversation. What artists were on here? Tyler and who else? So that episode featured Tyler, Pharrell, and some other... Each, art, each episode features a couple artists. 
That one was mostly focused on Tyler. There's another one that's like Jack Harlow. There's one that's Polo G. Um, there's one that is Glorilla. I got to watch then. I got to watch. That's yeah. awesome. Especially the Tyler and, one. Yeah. And they're all focused on different themes. Mm-hmm. And the Tyler one was just cool. And it was interesting just thinking about all the artists who put so much care into the production of their music on mm-hmm. top of the actual rapping. So you have Tyler, you have Kanye, you have Mac Miller, you have of recently Red Veil is mm-hmm. one of those people who's producing all of his own music. And do you know, are there, are there any other artists who also do that? You know, I'm forgetting some like major Do I specifically people. evolve or? No, no. That make like every part of their music. J. Cole makes beats. Okay, J. Cole. Um, do you think it, will you give more kudo points, some brownie points to those who can? Yeah. So this is, it's a weird balance. On mm-hmm. one hand, amazing and is so incredibly talented of you that you are able to make everything from point A to Z to finish mm-hmm. the song. Mm-hmm. And if you can do it, do it. On the other hand, it's cool. It's okay to ask for help from other people, outside people yep. to give an opinion. So I think that sometimes people's knock on J. Cole for a little yep. was, hey, maybe like get a different producer or mm-hmm. hey, maybe you can get a feature sometime. Yeah. And like, I think that Tyler does that. Like Tyler's albums are a lot of his production, but then he'll also ask Kanye to come and do a yep. song. Or on the deluxe he had Mad Lib do a yep. song. In the terms so like of nice hip hop, in the terms of hip hop, I would say that's not um that's not as common. If you look at other genres, it may be common, especially when you're dealing with mm-hmm. instruments and stuff and plugging that into uh, digital software. Um, for hip hop is different because you really just have MCs, you just have people rapping, and these rappers don't know how to mix or engineer. They don't know how to produce, and that's always what hip hop's always been about since the beginning. You have the rapper and the producer, and that's how it's stuck with. You have a few who can do all of it, and I think that um, is a huge brownie point. Like J Cole has a huge brownie point, but it does become a problem, like you said, where you might rely. It's your production, you know what I mean? And it's your music, it's your songs, it's your lyrics. It becomes to you, and it might sound maybe repetitive, bland, etc. Yeah. So when able so to I spice saw... it up with new people, it can create awesome stuff. I saw someone say about the college dropout, mm-hmm. someone was saying like, oh, I wish Kanye kept doing that style. Mm-hmm. And someone wrote, if Kanye kept making college dropout music, he wouldn't be like popular after 2010. Facts. And that's like the thing that's so crazy about Kanye that he's so good at bringing the right people in to help mm-hmm. him, which is why each album, I mean, you go on, late, say late, late registration, he brings in John Bryan. Mm-hmm. And then kind of, I think he uses him again on graduation, brings yeah. T-Pain and starts experimenting with autotune. Mm-hmm. Then you go to 808s, he brings in Kid Cudi and gets the Drake influence. So I think Kanye's really, really, that's like his peak skill. He knows who fits on the right song and who to ask for help from. And I think like Mac Miller was good with that too. He, oh, I, on this song, I want Thundercat to do the bass line. And he's just so musically talented that I think these artists just know who to come in, who to bring in. It's an important skill. And I think that's—I think that might be the recipe as well. I'm not saying you always have to, because you have some people like, uh, like for example, in the early years, Eminem and Dr. Dre, or solely just Eminem and Dr. Dre. You have people like Billie Eilish and Phineas. It's just those two, you know, maybe a couple hands on. Um, yeah. But I do think with the more people you add on, because music is a creative and collective thing, the more brains you can add, I think the best music can come from that. And it's really difficult to. And I'm sinuating towards independent artists to make sounds like that. You have limited resources, right? Mm-hmm. And you can only make certain type of specific sounds. Hashtag YouTube beats, whatever yeah. it may be. So it's really hard to get those sounds. And Kanye, I mean, he has a label back in him. He doesn't have to pay that uh, unless he blew all the advance money that he might have to. Yeah. Uh, knowing Kanye, he probably did. Uh, but it, it's difficult to keep evolving and keep changing, adding more people and creative, creative minds into the process. 
Yeah, and a complete applause to Tyler because compared to Frank Ocean, I mean, shout out uh, Odd Future, mm-hmm. Tyler Creator is so good to his fans. And just for one, like he releases on that two-year schedule every year. Oh my He's God, constantly- you hear this guy? God. And he, he I know I said your schedule went, man, fuck your I said, schedule. <laughs> man, I said I said this at the beginning. He doesn't Tyler can stop making music. He's given us enough music. Shout out right behind yeah, me. He's done a good uh, job. He's given us enough music. But it's mm-hmm. been like he's someone who treats his fans really well, and you can tell he puts his all into his music, mm-hmm. his all into his performances. He does. Um, his all into his album rollouts. Mm-hmm. He clearly maybe he's not doing that for us. He's doing that mm-hmm. for himself because he just yeah. loves art. But it's really cool. You can tell he is so passionate about his music. And the thing with artists who are involved in their production, like I'm sure Kendrick Lamar is part of production. Maybe he didn't make the literal beats, but like yeah. I've heard stories of him in the studio where he is yeah. tweaking stuff. And yeah. like that's the difference between an artist who just records over a beat and says, go do whatever you want to it, mm-hmm. and an artist who is there every inch of the way making the music with the people in the room. Yeah. Which and I guess I'll is what a producer th- is versus a beat exactly. maker. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I'll say this last thing before we close. One thing about Tyler is he scares me. And he scares me in a good way because (laughs) I don't know what his ceiling is going to be. He is an animal. The way that he has grown, the frequency and the volume of how much he's dropping. I mean, I'm almost scared. Like he might drop a flop, but every time he's coming back better, stronger, and something different. And I think he might drop this year. I think that's the notion. He might drop again this year. That's, dude, like what? It's wild. The only way I can see the album being quote-unquote a flop is if he does like two like i like his high-pitched singing in do, mm-hmm. small doses mm-hmm. like maybe if he did a whole album of that like off-tune singing it could mm-hmm. be a flop i i think he just knows music way too well to flop yeah and he's confident man he's confident he knows exactly what he's doing he's hungry and i think he's gonna take over seamlessly um after cole drake and j cole <sighs> yeah j cole drake and kendrick yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I almost had to think yeah. about who it was. Yeah, obviously J. Cole. J. Cole's the GOAT, no disrespect. Um, well, y'all, thank you guys for tuning in. It's good to be back. Good to see my boy Adam. If you haven't done so already, yes, make sure you like and subscribe. Go check out our website, soundcentricmusic.com. That's about everything, man. We'll see you guys on the flip side. Y'all take care. It's crazy out here. <laughs> we will see you. Peace. Peace.